Hey guys, welcome to The Real Shit with Britt and Wit. This is Whitney. And this is Brittany. Guys, we have a guest on our show today. We're so excited about her. We are very excited. We have the wicked stepmom. The <laughs> wicked stepmom. Um, we discovered her on Instagram and I love, love, love her, especially being a stepmom. She brings so much light to my life, honestly, and making me feel like A, I'm not alone, but B is such an example to me too. Um, so we're going to introduce her right now. Heather, do you want to give a little bit about yourself to our listeners? Absolutely. Hello, hello. So I'm the wicked stepmom. Uh, where I'm from, wicked means awesome, cool, and wonderful. So love I, it. I feel like I have earned that title. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love talking about and navigating through life as um, as a new stepmom, um, and talking about how those funny moments and are worth laughing about and looking at ourselves at just as just a normal parent. So I'm excited to be here and chatting with you guys and learning a little bit about your life and, you know, maybe taking some tips from you as well uh, on the other side of things. We love it. Well, thank you so much for being on here with us. Um, Heather, tell everyone, like, where are you located? Where are you from? Just so people have an idea of where we're coming at here. Yeah. So I'm living actually in Kelowna, British Columbia in Canada. I'm actually originally from the total opposite side of the country, but I moved here for my husband. Um, so Wicked is from Newfoundland, Canada, and they have like a crazy accent. They're out around, it's a small island. Um, and most people can't actually understand their dialect. So <laughs> when I was trying to come up with a name, we were around a campfire actually, um, with friends and someone's like, why don't you use Wicked? Like it's, we say it like wicked, like that's wicked, man. That's wicked. Bye. So they're like, let's just wicked. It's kind of a play on. So yeah, I'm in, I'm in Kelowna where they don't really understand what wicked means uh, in the same context. Um, <laughs> um, it's been, it's been fun explaining to people at least and getting to say a little bit about where I'm from and why I'm here and yeah, all that. It's a kind of nice play on words, no matter what, right? I love it. I know. I think it's, like it's a scary mommy. I'm sure we've all heard of scary mommy. Like we've yes. Right. Yeah. Love scary mommy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so what do you do for work? Do so, do yeah, I actually, so <laughs> if you read a little bit about me, just to give a little background, I come from a very career driven lifestyle. Um, when I remet, I'll get into that a little later. I remet my husband. Um, I was like, my motto was like, hashtag, I don't need a man. Like I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was, I, I had lived life. I had dated a ton. Um, I worked in politics. So for those who are in the United States, like basically I worked on like in the white house, but the Canadian version. So it was parliament Hill. Wow. I carried like three cell phones on me. I worked 17 hour days and I loved it. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, my house was decorated in like pink decor and I just really enjoyed my life. And honestly, I kind of got to a point where I was like, I don't, I don't need a man. I don't need all these things. So when I moved across the country, obviously skipping a little bit in between there, I gave all that up, which was really hard with my identity and then becoming a full-time stepmom and a wife. So I moved into a role of like a downgrade and I was actually just an administrative assistant and I felt constantly like needing to, needing when I introduced myself to be like, Hey, I'm Heather. Um, but I used to do this because mm, yeah. I felt like that defined me for so many years that now I wanted to show like, Hey, I'm actually smart. I actually do this. Um, and I, and for three years, I think, <laughs> I think doing that role, it was awesome. And I got, you know, connected into a community here and all of that. Uh, but I just recently decided to take some time and 
sink my teeth into the vlog full time and take the time off with the kids through the summer and really take some time for me and to figure out where I want to go next. Because for three years, I was just like, this is what we need. I need to be here for the kids. I need to support my husband uh, financially and you know, emotionally and physically and all of that. And I never really took time to be like, Whoo, what is this that I'm actually doing? So right now I am enjoying summer. Well, in a week, I guess with the kids and full-time blogger. We also own a uh, photo booth company on the side. Um, oh, fun. Yeah. So we get to go to some fun parties and weddings here. And yeah, other than that, honestly, I'm, I'm navigating, I guess. It's such an amazing background of a story with you. I mean, that's incredible, especially to someone like me who, you know, I went to college and then had my first baby in my last year and then completely dropped out and like never had a career and has literally just felt like I've been a mama for so many years and a stay-at-home mom at that, that to hear, like, I think the successes of that and just kind of own your own womanhood and, and your successful, you know, business power type side of you. I really, I'm just so intrigued by that because it's such a foreign world to me. You know what I mean? And yeah, you're a go bomb. Really? And but so, and, but I think I relate to you when you said, like, I kind of stepped into this role of now this is my life. And that's where I'm like, yeah, girl, I get that side of it. Like, you, know, <laughs> it's not, you don't always feel adequate in the world, huh? Like, no, no. And I often say to people, I guess, and even just kind of mean to terms with taking this time for the next few months to myself, is that like, birth moms or bio moms, you have a journey. You, you find out you're pregnant and you have your nine months of like growing this human and coming to terms with the fact that your life's going to change and caring for this, you know, and you have this partner, good or bad, um, that you're, you know, navigating with and becoming, coming to terms with. And then you wake up and you have this child, but in most cases you have a, like you make the choice to be a stay-at-home mom or you have maternity leave and you have that slow progression into becoming like, oh my God, I am a mom and this is my job. And you know, this is what I'm doing where I literally packed my Honda Civic, what I could fit in it, sold the rest of my stuff and showed up and I was a mom and I had no slow progression to it. And, and they, I mean, yeah, I had built on the relationship via FaceTime and like periodic trips over here, but I never had it like full time. Yeah. It's not the same. No. And I don't think I actually gave myself the time to adapt to it. And so I never realized there was such thing as like a burnout or, you know, anything in like the self-identity. And I finally got to a point in this last year, I was like, what am I doing? Like, who am I? I I am just like defined by these children that not are, are not even mine. I have no control over or no say. And they might not even love me in two years. So, <laughs> yes, I think we've so, yes. all been there, even, even when, when it's your biological kid. <laughs> like me most of the time. Like, who am I now? Yeah. yeah, I think that's fair, and like I don't minimize that there are those struggles as well. I just think I had to come to terms, and then being such a career-driven woman, and that was such a part of me, and I love that part of me that I taking this time to myself was really hard. And I think saying, Hey, it's okay. Other moms have this time as well. I just took mine, you know, when they're nine and seven, <laughs> it's okay. It's good for me. And it's good for our family. Maternity leave. That That's it. Exactly. <laughs> 
So, okay, Heather, let's, we kind of want to, let's backtrack a little bit. And I want to know, how did you meet your husband? And especially, we have to hear this now because you said you re-met him. So we need to hear the story. So we met at camp when we were 15 and 16 years old. Oh my goodness. I was actually his first kiss. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> story already. The so yeah, we, but we lived like three hours away. So like when you're like 15, 16 year old and don't have access to a vehicle or like strict parents, obviously we couldn't build a relationship on that. And I knew he liked me. I liked him. He, in his head, had always told himself that like I was too good for him. And in my head, I'm just like, oh, he doesn't like me. I'm too forward. I'm too bold. Like I push myself on him, you know, like that kind of thing. And so I ended up getting in a relationship with a guy for three years of my high school. Like, you know, that was really smart. And, um, and yeah, right. And he always compared himself to that guy. He still jokes about it. He's like, I still hate that guy. That's the reason why we were never together. But we always connected. Like, we always chatted. My mom would be like, I'm going to tell your boyfriend that you're talking to Chris again. That's my now husband. I'm not, like, it was, we would just connect and always make time for each other. And then we kind of, he's a year older than me. So he went to college before I did, obviously. And I kind of like took, did one year of university and then I lived abroad for a year. and then I went back to school. And I actually went to university 45 minutes away from the college he was going. So both of us lived on the East coast of Canada and we happened to be going to the different colleges 45 minutes apart on the opposite side of the country. Um, so, but we, neither of us knew and it wasn't till, so he called me. I remember him calling me, um, when we were like 19 and I was like, no, I'm not your kind of girl. You're too good of a guy. Like I'm the party animal. I'm dancing on tables every other night. Like it doesn't matter. Um, like you deserve someone good. And I just kind of pushed him away. And six months later he was engaged. And so, which I didn't know. And then Facebook wasn't a thing like old, you know, that kind of thing. Talk anyone yet to see what they were Right. (laughs) (laughs) So I heard that he had been like gotten married and then I bumped into him randomly and I was like, Oh my God, like, these are all my guys from like back East. Like we should all get together. And apparently like it was a big blow up between him and his like wife because she knew about who I was and then he always liked me. Anyways, 10 years go by. He's married, has a life. He thought I was married with kids. I'm over partying my panties off, doing my <laughs> career thing. <laughs> um, and he reaches out to me uh, via LinkedIn of all things. So I wasn't on social media at the time. And he's like, hey, I'm just connecting with like old friends. He had three connections. So. Oh my gosh. I love, <laughs> like, I uh-huh. love uh-huh. the LinkedIn. That's my favorite part. The LinkedIn. It's LinkedIn. like, that's when you're so desperate. You're like, what, right? how can I connect? Like, oh, LinkedIn. She's got to be on something. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then he's like, he saw some pictures of me. He's like, oh, it must be her husband. And it was like my gay best friend that I had pictures with. Like, So he thought I had a family and kids. And then I'm like, nope, I'm just like, hashtag don't need a man overdo my thing. And yeah, we just kind of started building like reconnecting as friends via LinkedIn. He's across the country. He has kids. I am not getting into that. Like I was not wanting that at all. And he's going through divorce. Don't want that. Love my life. And then he came back to Nova (laughs) Scotia, right. To to the East coast of Canada to visit his family. And I was like, well, like let's hang out. Like, and we hung out and the rest is basically history. We did three months in, in on the East coast of Canada together. And then he moved 
he had his own place and a new, a new job back on like where we are now. And I drove across the country with him and set him up in his new place and he started his life. And then we did nine months of long distance. So wow. it kind of comes around in full circle. And like the people that were at our wedding are people like that. I remember when I was going to camp days, like they were always like, and even them, they were like, we knew you'd always be together. Oh my oh gosh, that's so cute. Yeah. I love this story. So, okay, I listen, because this is the real shit. I got yeah. this question just because I've been through so many like divorce and you Yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so can I ask what caused their divorce? Um, I think I can answer this in a way that how my husband would answer. Yeah. I mean, not, not anything too personal, but just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, they just, you know, I think there were a lot of, a lot of things through the years. They got married really young and we come from a very religious church background. Things have changed. Yes. Uh I I listened to the church background and they were very young. And, you know, I was not the typical girl in the church in like our religion. I definitely was like the black sheep and did my thing. Um, I'm thankful I did. I'm glad I did. But that's why I pushed him away is because he wouldn't, he was so good. Like he, that's, that's the route he took. And so I think they just got married very young and at very young, you know, you have kids because you're going to try to fix it and nothing gets fixed. And my husband would just say that he wasn't the best husband and hurt people, hurt people. And through that, it just became not that they didn't work on it. I know that he tried to work on it because that's what you're supposed to do in the church. Um, but at the end of the day, maybe they were never supposed to be together. And so, yes, they have two beautiful children and I'm lucky to have them in my life, but I'm even luckier to have him now. So, And, you know, I ask that, I think, because being someone who does deal with X here, X there, everywhere, mm. X, X, right? Um, <laughs> I'm going to drink to that. <laughs> like, I, because now here you are an instant stepmom. I think it's, it helps to kind of know a little bit of that side of the history or the background because is she bitter that you guys are together? Yeah. Cause you it's, guys have a history. Yeah. So that's where my, more of my brain goes because I know when I met my husband now, um, his ex, they weren't even married, but she just did not like anybody that came around into the picture. And so from day one, she was not my fan. Right. And so that's why I'm like that, that there's an element to that, that makes it difficult when you're coming into a stepmom role, yeah. when the ex, regardless of if they were married, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, doesn't approve of you and doesn't like you. So that's Absolutely. what I ask that. Yeah. And that's definitely our situation. I think it had have been 10 years of back and forth, back and forth with them. And I mean, I'm talking from my observation, not even, <clears throat> but, um, I think, because there was so much back and forth that, or like talks of leaving talks of this, that when it finally happened, that it didn't really sink in until it had happened. So I think she tried to get him back. And when she had known that she's, he moved on, it was very bitter and very harsh and very, and I, and I think there's still a lot of that. And I mean, we're five years in now, but we barely speak like two words to each other. So, I mean, I have a hard time probably respecting her too, just because of the hurt I've seen in the last five years caused to my husband. Yeah. So, I mean, what do we do? It's just like with your kids, you get mama bear. Well, I get like that with my husband. Like I, I get like protective and he has to be cordial because that's who he shares kids with. Yeah. But I don't, I don't have to unless it's in front of the children. So I call it pretend amicable. 
I'm yeah. amicable in front of the children. Like, I love does that sound that. familiar? Does that sound familiar? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've had my days where I've straight up just told a bitch off. Like, I'm not well, going to lie here. Okay. And, and it doesn't work. Like, you know, because you do, like, there are so many times you're just like, I can't even take the high road anymore. I can't be the bigger person sometimes. And then you tell her off and then it kind of, and then it gives her all the ammo to kind of hold up that text message. <gasps> Look at what a psycho my daughter's yes is, right so i've had to learn the hard way like ooh just shut your mouth so i'm going to use that pretend and amicable. amicable and that's that's only in front of the children yeah. if i'm not in front of the children i don't say hi i don't need to be your friend you know what if at the end of the day like she's never tried to get to know me or exactly. anything and and i'm the person in her children's lives so why right. why do i have to yeah at the end of the day like there's just been so much hurt that I'm, I'm probably holding some bitterness too, and maybe some, but I don't trust if there was even an olive branch extended at this point. So, you know, oh we God. all survive and cope and get through as much as we can. And that's me today. And you know what, in six months time, I might say, Oh, we we're now chatting, but uh, I, you know, I actually like you, I just have to say that like you really make me feel so normal. If I, if that's what I'm trying to say, because yeah, because I don't have a lot of friends that are in my position. Actually, I don't really have any friends that are stepmoms. I'm just going to actually, I don't. Um, and so even though I have friends that, you know, like with blended family, if you're not a stepmom, you, you really don't even get that side of it. And so that's true. It is hard to understand the other side of it when you don't, when you're not in that position. So I think even Absolutely. hearing you talk it, it makes me feel so normal because I've felt those ways a lot. Like I've tried with her so many times and it's kind of like, I get to a point where it's like, why am I even trying with you? At the end of the day, I don't trust you. There's so much manipulation. There's so many games. There's so much drama that it's just kind of like, and you know, my husband, I wanted to ask you this, was your husband in a place where he kind of warned you coming in about stuff or did you have to kind of just learn it for yourself because you said like the mama bear claws come out almost for your husband. And I feel the same way because we kind of deal with a situation where it's like, you know, he's always kind of made out to be that crap dad that just doesn't care when on this side of it, it's like, no, I know he cares. He just doesn't want to deal with you sort of thing. Um, does that make sense? And so, yeah. so I, I knew how bad it was because I was doing the friend thing. Like we were just friends through a lot of the bad stuff. So I kind of was just there knowing it all. So I think in some sense, someone asked recently, they're like, so like, how did you move into even like uh, disciplining your kids, you know, like putting them in the room or whatever the case might be. And I'm like, because I was helping him. I actually didn't look at it as like being a figure in their life. I literally was helping him like sit down in your chair when we're eating, go brush your teeth, make sure you pee. All of those things are like, oh, you don't talk to your dad that way. Like it wasn't about disciplining them or being a parental figure. And they're like, I literally was helping him because when he came back here, the kids were on him more than 50% of the time. So I would FaceTime them to try to like give him a minute or, you know, occupy them whenever I could. Um, and I, and so, yeah, for, I think for me, I think, I, I know, I knew everything, like even through the whole divorce, like the whole separation, I was going to the lawyer appointments with him. I was a part of it all. So yeah, I, I probably know too much to be able to even salvage anything between her and I or that. And I think 
again, like you said, it's the drama side of it that's creating this picture that he's such a bad guy. And I think when I came in and we have something, we're showing now something really good and that the kids love me and that we have a healthy relationship and everyone sees that, it's kind of like, huh, your bullshit's kind of being seen. Yeah. Yeah. Now everyone's seeing through your story for sure. And when you come in as a really good stepmom, it fuels their fire even more. That's what I'm learning. It's like, she does not, no matter how fake you can be on one end of it, right. That she can pretend like she respects me or this and that she doesn't, she never will. And it drives her nuts that their child likes to come here and loves me and loves my kids and loves our family. And I used to take stuff very personal. And so I wanted to ask you, like, did you ever take things personal and feel like, you know, take that on a lot, you know, things that would happen with her or were you pretty good? Cause I was really bad at that. I would take a lot of stuff personal and, you know, cry to my husband and be like, I just don't get it. I'm such a good stepmom. I came in here accepting your daughter from day one. Yeah. And why do I always feel like I'm being disrespected by her or just treated rudely? And he would just always go, babe, this is just how she is. You've got to just learn yeah. to not yeah. care. So I'm finally at a point in my life after, you know, four and a half years. Yeah. 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 Yeah don't care. But yeah, did you struggle with some of that at first? Like, Absolutely. I think honestly, I read something recently about like wanting the recognition of her. And I think that's what I wanted to be like, you're doing a good job. Thank you for, you know, loving on my children. Care my kids. Yeah. 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 I think I, I wanted that to some degree and I, I wanted her to know how much I gave up. I wanted her to know like what I'm doing for her children and all of that. Acknowledge me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think for sure that there were definitely things said and attacks made based on my interactions and my relationship with the children or that I went to a a parent teacher or that I showed up at and I decided to volunteer. And then that night something would come and it's just to hurt me. And it would be something like, knowing that I do the drop off. Well, I heard the boys were late today or the boys oh, forgot their snow yeah. pants and that. And I was like, I have remembered snow pants for fucking three, three years. <laughs> yeah. Like so. point the one time I forgot the snow pants or whatever, or maybe I didn't forget them. The kids lost them and you're trying to come at me about this. So I think honestly, it's probably about the organizing part is that I felt attacked and I felt like, and I would cry and I'm like, you're trying to make me look like not a good mom. And I, worked so hard and I put so much pressure on myself to be like, I am good. I am perfect to the point that I, this is going back to, I think this year I just got to a point like, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I don't have to, I actually don't want her recognition. Yeah. Because that belittles me in my role as a parent, because I'm, I believe that I'm better. Like to be, to be honest, I I think that we're better together and that we're better at parenting and that we do really good. So I don't want her recognition that would belittle me and that I don't care. She thinks I forgot snow pants. Yeah. I'll text back. I forgot them. Big deal. What are you going to (laughs) do? Like, you know, or they didn't want to wear them. Like, not yes. going to fight them. I like, love you. Can I just say that? <laughs> I do. I love it. Really. It's, it's just making me feel like, Oh, so not alone. And I think you're helping so many women out there because talking about being a stepmom is one thing, but what a lot of people don't understand is that struggle between real mom and stepmom. And that's a huge part of being 
in a blended situation and stepping into a step mom or step parent role. And so I appreciate you giving us that time and talking about that for sure, because it's a part that I think a lot of women particularly need to hear that they aren't alone. And that's how you're making me feel at least too. So thank you for that. <laughs> okay. So let me ask, Oh no, go ahead. Sorry. I actually just wanted to ask, I guess from a, like a, a mom's perspective, do you think now knowing the role of the stepmom or like even having a friend who's in the stepmom role that you would go into it differently as the birth mom if a stepmom came into your kids' lives? I want to say yes. I feel like I'm not a petty person. Yeah. Someone else may say differently, but <laughs> right. I feel like yeah, that's a very good self-awareness. <laughs> not petty. <laughs> so I, I, I feel like as long as if someone came into my daughter's life, um, as a mother figure, and if they were treating her really well, if they were, if they're good to her, I mean, I don't want them to spoil her. I want them to be, I want them to parent her, you know, right, right, right. as long as they're being good to her and it's a good situation, then yes, I have no problem with someone stepping into that role. I, you know, and I, I want my ex to be happy. So if, if he finds someone that makes him happy and she's good to my daughter, then yes, I think. And hearing how much you've given up in your story does, would make me appreciate, I think someone better. Right. Well, and really it, I think it all comes down to the person you are because the kind of person I am, right. That if, if a woman's stepping in, that isn't a good influence and that actually is doing things that are like, you know, not good for my children to be around, then that's a reason to have concern. But if a woman's coming in and really just over there doing her best and raising the kids. And so my exes are not remarried. Okay? Right. Um, but however, my ex has had a serious relationship where my kids and her kids, and they all kind of mesh together and they have that lifestyle for a while. And they would come home and say, Oh, you know, I'm not going to use names, but so-and-so makes us load the dishwasher. And I'm like, yes, so-and-so. Thank yeah. you. Like right. make, like discipline them, make them do chores, like step up over there, do her hair, make them take a bath. Like, thank goodness, you know, <laughs> thank goodness but someone's I, doing something. <laughs> but I think it depends what kind of person you are because, and not this, and I don't want this to come off in any sort of bashing session or whatever. Right. But I think it depends on how you end things as well, because my ex-husband and I, right. I don't have any desire there. So it's like, go on with your bad self. Like if you want to move on, I'm happy for you. I'm happy where I am. And I found my person, but I think with our situation, when I came into it, um, you know, his ex was always kind of bitter towards the fact that like, she didn't get her little family and you know, he didn't want to stay with her. But at the end of the day, I'm like, why are you treating me? Like I was some mistress that came in and, and broke your family apart. Like that is not what I did. And so I think it depends on what kind of person you're dealing with a and B why the other relationship slash marriage ended. Because if, if they have animosity towards their ex moving on, it's just not going to be an easy situation for the stepmom, regardless. But I've always told my exes, listen, you find somebody that makes you happy and treats our kids good. I don't get being that bitchy bio mom. I don't get it. It's like my kids go over there and I'm like, Hey, have fun at dad's. Like I'm going to have three days of freedom. Like woohoo. And someone's cooking <laughs> you dinner. Like this yeah. is the greatest scenario ever. Yes. Yes. You yes, know, yes. but 
totally makes sense. So I do. I appreciate your honesty in that for sure. It's, it's refreshing. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you, did, so if bio mom had a hard time with you, did the kids or did, was that? A, no, a, I, I always, I chalk it up to this, like, it's some crazy miracle on how it worked because when I met them, I was known as like Hetty, like Miss Hetty, they actually called me. It was so like formal um, because I was just like dad's friend and I just happened to be around. And then I built this relationship with them like via FaceTime and phone calls. Like, so it was very like a slow progression of me in their life. So when I actually did visit, because we tried to visit like maybe six to seven weeks, um, I we would only have them for a short period of time. And I still, I think it was like actually probably like four or five months before I visited and they were with us. So by then I was like being introduced as dad's girlfriend and now I'm in dad's bed kind of thing. And and they were more really quick. So I I was, they were two and five when I first met them. But by the time we had a relationship of where I was with them, they were like three and yeah, almost six. Okay. So, so so pretty young and good, a good age to come in, honestly. Yeah. I do feel like it was a, yeah, I do feel like that was probably, I played a huge factor in how easy and smooth it went. And honestly, they adapted to me just like being around and I was exciting for them to visit at that point because they had like led up to like all these silly movies on FaceTime that we'd watch together. And, you know, I'd come with gifts. So it was exciting. And we, the first time I actually did like the sleepover with dad was camping instead of like in their house. I don't know what I was thinking about taking a three and a six year old camping in a tent. <laughs> like My talk about like throwing me overboard. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's a good idea that I neutral ground. That's a actually ground, really something fun. Yeah. And then, so we did a couple more visits and again, it was like, it wasn't until like, yeah, nine months until I moved in as dad's girlfriend. And I moved into their like one bedroom apartment and then I was like, okay, so we're going to get rid of this real quick. Like this is not going to work. <laughs> yeah. So it was honestly, they, they really accepted me. It, I, I honestly have no other words than it was some kind of miracle because I don't know if they, if it just, they felt the love and it was natural to them or if it was easy or what, but by that Christmas, so it was like September when I moved in with them by that Christmas, my oldest stepson asked to call me mom. And to me, that spoke exactly how like our relationship evolved. And it wasn't, it didn't come by easy and it's a really controversial topic. Um, And I tried to fight it because it wasn't actually natural for me to answer to mom. Like it would, they call me four different names before I'd get, I was like, I'm not answering to it. (laughs) But, and I wasn't, I didn't come in looking for that or wanting that. Um, But I think that defines exactly like how easy it was and how our relationship, you know, was just it just was it was like I had never not been here and our like our youngest my youngest stepson he actually doesn't know a day without me yeah like his brother will reference something and sometimes I can tell like he'll try to reference something but he doesn't even his brain doesn't even go there he can't even yeah. think of it yeah it really does work that way though that's why I asked what their ages were because I knew from seeing your Instagram obviously that they were still young kids and yeah. then that you'd been together, you know, five years now. And, um, but it's easier when they're younger. And like my son was one when I met my husband now. So it's my daughter. Wow. Yeah. And so he's just daddy Mark to my son and he doesn't know any difference. Whereas my oldest was about eight at the time. And so she knows the difference, but she was very accepting. I mean, there wasn't really issues there. Like we've actually blended pretty well. 
Yeah. Um, but I think the younger they are, it's the easier because I grew up in a blended situation with a stepdad and I was 12 when he came in and I totally had that preteen attitude of like, I'm sorry, who are you? And you think you're right. What? Yeah. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Miss Brittany in that attitude. (laughs) No, I think it's so much easier to step in when they're young and they really don't know any different. You know, they don't, they don't. So, So do both boys call you mom? They it's not do. like mommy Heather. It's just mom. It's just mom. And at, for a while, like we tried to come up with different names, like mama or something in French and it just wouldn't stick. And obviously their mom really pushed back on it. And I understand, but we really, and I, I wish that's sometimes why I wanted to be like, I'm not trying this. Like, and then our oldest actually, how it all evolved. He was really upset about why he couldn't call me mom. And he just kept coming over. And then it was like a year into this process of like back and forth, back and forth. And my husband finally said, you know what? In our home, you call her whatever you feel comfortable in calling her. And I understand that you have to respect your mom in her home. But in your home, in our home, I just want you to relax. And he just went. And he just called me mom from that day forward. And then on our wedding day, he looked up at his dad and he goes, ha, huh, now ex-mom and said her name can't tell me I can't call her mom. She really is my mom. And so that to me says like, there was some bitterness there. It had been hurting him. The younger, the youngest just follows suit. Like it's just, um, so they both call me mom. And if they're referring to a story, like explaining both of us, they'll call her by her first name, mom and, or by me, like heady mom, just to explain it and differentiate it. But in their life, it's, they just have to, yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah. And sometimes I think, oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying, I think too, for him, like he was, at school before the youngest one and was at in a locker room for hockey and everyone else was calling them mom and dad. And he was having to call me Hetty. And I think for him, he just wanted to be normal. Yeah. Sometimes I think of it from that. And if he just could call me mom, then it was normal instead of kids being like, what do you mean? Who's your Hetty? Is that your, your aunt? Or is that, you know, like they didn't understand and he didn't want to explain it. So it was just easy to call me mom and just like, okay, I'm like a normal family. So I don't know. Kids, they did it on their own. We tried to fight it. I tried to respect it, but it's what they wanted. So everyone might not understand it or agree to it, but we have to, you know, kind of navigate in our own journeys, I think. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I think, uh, I think it's really up to the kids. Cause I know yeah. when I remarried, my ex really struggled with the fact that now there was another dad in our daughter's life. And that was really hard for him, even though he knew my husband, you know, he knew he was a good guy. But it was still someone else is coming in and stepping into a role, you know. That is, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was really hard for him. But, um, you know, and but at the end of the day, I kind of sat down with him and I said, you're always going to be her dad. That's never going to change. You are always going to be in that role. There's just now another one at our home and we That's just need right. to let her call him whatever comes natural to her. Yeah. It's really up to the kids and it should be up to the kids to whatever comes natural. Wait, did Izzy ever call Brad dad? She calls him occasionally and especially when she's being manipulative to get what she wants. Yeah. Occasionally now that she's getting a little older and we've had a conversation, she, she's really struggled the last little while. Um, we had a conversation and it came out that she just felt like if she really loved and embraced Brad, which is crazy because we've been married for seven years. So, um, but it just came out that if she felt like she, if she really embraced him, then she wouldn't 
love her dad as much. It meant she didn't love her dad as much. So now that we've kind of addressed that issue, it's actually been a lot better. And she quite a bit of times now will just call him dad. That's sweet. So what I'm finding is, so Mark and I have Heather, uh, I brought in three and he brought in, you know, one, my stepdaughter, yeah. and we have one together. Right. And what I'm finding is, so she will be two in September and she hears my older girls call him Mark. Yeah. Um, and, but then sometimes, you know, I call him babe. And so she's, she'll call dad Mark sometimes or babe. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah. like I don't, I'd rather her call me babe than Mark. Like I'm her dad, <laughs> but she'll hear me kind of holler from upstairs. Like Mark is the binky down there. And she'll be like, Mark, you know? And I'm like, no, yeah. daddy. <laughs> so many names going around this house. Right. Mark, daddy, Mark, daddy, Rob, dad. Like there's so many, right. but I love that your boys wanted that. You know, I love, because that really is special. You don't speak see volumes, that. really. It does speak volumes. You don't see that a lot of the times you really don't. No, I agree. And I, I just hope that like birth mom can see in that, that that's how great the relationship is. And I will reiterate, I am not, and never have wanted to take away from mom. And like, even I just tucked my littlest little in, he's like, I wonder what I'm going to do with mom this weekend. And I'm like, I bet you're going to do something fun. I'm constantly building her up as doesn't matter about our relationship because that's their mom. So like, it's never going to change. You know, I might get the crown of the title and that's like, I feel honored to, but it's, it is just a title at the end of the day and, and she will still always be their mom. So I think one of the hardest things I've noticed with my stepdaughter is she won't say anything good about me around her mom or like we just actually interviewed all of our kids and that's an episode that's coming out <laughs> Fun. And it was really difficult because yeah, we had listeners write in and want to interview our kids about being in a divorce situation or a yeah, blended, blended family. family. And she, knowing her mom could listen to that episode, she didn't have one thing to say about me. And, you know, I went to my husband and I said that that's, it's disheartening to know that after four and a half years of being not just a good stepmom, but a freaking wicked stepmom. Okay. <laughs> really like wit can attest to that. I probably treat this child better than my own children sometimes. Um, She's a very good stepmom. That even after four and a half years of that, not one thing to say about me that she likes about me. And, you know, I told my husband that and he said, listen, but you know where it's coming from. She just ref- oh. she will never own up to loving you around her own mom. And it, that's just so sad to me, you know, that like a child even can feel that way and have that kind of on their shoulders. Like, I well, I can't act like I love my stepmom because she knows how it'll make mom feel. And so that was just interesting to kind of go through the other day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I bet. I can only imagine. All right. Heather, well, I guess we'll <laughs> move on from the kids real quick. <laughs> you get on tangents a lot. I know we're all over the place. Tell me this. Do you, uh, do you guys want kids together? Do you want more kids? Yeah, this is something I'm actually debating talking about, um, and wondering how to navigate through it. Um, and my husband has no problem, but he had a vasectomy because in, he felt like in his previous marriage that he just couldn't do it on his own anymore because he sure. was bearing the brunt of it. And so his buddies all make a joke and say that even his ex-wife took his balls from him. So 
That sounds like something I'd tell my husband. (laughs) So we, yeah, we have a few things to go through before that. Yeah, that is an option or a process. We're going through a process in it, which I will someday talk about. So I won't, I won't release too much. (laughs) Um, I don't know how I want to navigate through talking about our journey and all that and the decision and the emotions that go along with that. Um, Yeah, that's a lot. It is, it is, but I have always wanted my own. So as much as I love my children or my stepchildren and they call me mom and I feel fulfilled and all of that, I think I'm afraid of waking up and being 45 and saying, why didn't I have our own? Or this is going to sound maybe a little selfish, but in parenting, we all work for the high moments. Like, man, it's freaking hard. But like when they walk across the stage and they did, you know, really good in their duet or they played a great, you know, guitar solo or they did awesome in hockey. Like we work for those high moments and we like pat ourselves a little bit on the back, even though it's the kid doing it, of course. you know, and, or they're graduating high school or, you know, they're getting married and you get to have that dance with them or for dads who get to walk their daughters down the aisle. At the end of the day, my boys have a mom first who will get the ticket to go to the grad. If there's only two, she'll get that dance. She'll get those moments and she deserves those moments. I'm not saying that, but all my work may not get to be, I don't know, feel like I've, I've worked for something I've put all my effort into. And I know we don't become parents so we can get all this back necessarily. Well, I think sometimes when you don't, but I did, (laughs) I think sometimes I think about like, Willa and these kids could grow up and not choose to like right now it's their choice. You know, they could choose to not love me and not be a part of me, you know, and who knows? I mean, I can't see it. I mean, I know bio kids can do that too with their bio parents, but there's just so much higher of a risk and I don't want to regret not having it together. And I know my husband even says, he goes, you know, it's not about controlling the children, but 50% of the time he doesn't have control over his children or even who they're going to become. And so sometimes he just wishes that like, if they're going to be in hockey, that he could be a full-time dad in hockey with their kids and not be like, well, they're not here today because mom didn't show up kind of thing. Um, So he wants to be able to put 100% of his energy in us, raise a child and hopefully that child would turn out decent, you know, together and have that together. So you know yeah, what it's, a, love, it's a conversation. I love that you said that about him feeling that way, because I always kind of felt bratty a little, not even like bratty, but just, I didn't really know how to describe that to people where it doesn't take away like, right. My husband only has the one daughter, right? And it was kind of a situation where they didn't come together and say, oh, we love each other so much. Let's have a baby. It was kind of a, the relationship was ending one of those. And so he has been a dad from day one and has loved his daughter from day one. But like you said about the control, not in that sense, but he never had the full ability to raise his daughter and have the say in the parenting, in the different scenarios. And so when we got together and decided to have one together, that was something that he was most looking forward to was Mm -hmm. that he, he said, I finally feel like I can call the shots. I can parent the way I want to. I can raise my child the way I want to. Right. And, and, and people don't, it almost like some people can be confused by that because it can sound like it's right. If you're not in this situation, I think it sounds very harsh or hard that like, oh, it's the child's life anyways. But 
if you want to send your kid, if they want to go on a trip abroad, you don't have to have a discussion with someone else who doesn't value traveling, you know, like there's just different values. It's just like me and you trying to parent together. Your values are different than my values. And it's the same as people who are split, you know? Well, and it doesn't take away from the bio the, the, the first no. bio child, right. It doesn't take away. And, and, you know, he's like, it doesn't mean I love my first daughter any less. No, yeah. I don't have that relationship with her. And so to me, it was kind of a thing, but I feel the same way because on my end of it with my kids, it's the same thing. I can't go pierce my daughter's ears without asking right. dad if he's okay with it. I can't, you know, decide to do anything without asking if his permission too. And so for us to share one together, there really is a different dynamic there for sure where you, well, yeah. And where with us, cause, uh, my daughters are spread out. They're seven years apart. Okay. So it was very difficult to decide whether we really wanted to have another one together or not right. just because we're starting over. But at the same time, for me, I really wanted my husband to have the experience of raising this child because we, we were together when my daughter was one or we got married when she was two and then he was deployed our whole first year. So he didn't really, he wasn't really with us until she was three, you know, and okay. as fun times as that is, because I think that's a great age, he missed all those first years. And I just kept thinking, you're, you missed out on so much. Don't you want to see this? Don't you want, you know, and for yeah. him, just like, yeah, I do, but I don't have to either, you know, but for me, I was like, I, I want you to have those experience. I want you to see and to, to raise this, chi- you know, a child as kind of as your own. I, you know, I don't mean that he doesn't raise our other one that way, but just, you know, to there, see these difference. stages. Mm-hmm. So so Heather, tell us about your blog and your Instagram and kind of why you decided to start it. And, you know, I got on your blog and it's so cute. I love that it has a little pop-up, like ask us a question or whatever. I think it's so cute. So tell us um, kind of what the thought behind that was. Yeah. So I actually had been sitting on this idea for a while because I had all these stories of, as I was navigating it as a new mom, really. And the only difference was, and then I kept laughing and I would tell these stories to people and my friends would be like in stitches laughing of like, you know, a three-year-old looking up at me and like pissing his pants in a grocery store. And I had no idea what to do. And he knew I didn't know what to do, but like you guys had those moments of like a diaper blowout when they were infants, but they didn't know that you didn't know what they were doing. My three-year-old totally knew or like trying to get them in a cart at the age three. Like, I, I don't know. They're huge. (laughs) And so or like the, my grade, I think it was kindergarten. My stepson grew, drew my boobs like the first day of kindergarten with his mom yeah. sitting at the table <laughs> and his dad with his interview with his teacher. So I, anyways, I had all these like oh funny stories out of like a first time mom as a new mom. And I'm like, I'm a parent too. And you, and there's so many blogs and so many articles and books and everything out there as a new mom and all the things that you experience and the funnies and the ups and downs and the highs and the lows and all of that. And I'm, I'm like, what's out there for stepmoms with those same funny first timers. So I wanted to start something that was lighter because so many platforms out there for stepmoms are very negative. And I do think there needs to be a place for uh, us to connect and, and kind of get together and like feel, feel, um, normal and ask for advice. But I think there's also a needs to be a place and a platform for people like myself 
that can just see uh, stepmoms as regular moms and who are just trying to figure out, you know, how to, to navigate through this journey in motherhood. So I started it as honestly just fun and an outlet to write. And it's grown into something amazing, the community of women that chat and message me and ask for advice or tell me of a funny story is just really incredible. And, you know, some are heart-wrenching and some are just really just lighthearted and an opportunity to laugh at each other. So it kind of started there. And I had no idea that there was like even people out there that were looking for something light and fun. Um, but yeah, it's been unreal how much it's grown and the support. So I'm still going with it. And I just, I want to get to a place that other moms kind of submit their stories too that are funny as they're navigating, whether, you know, it's a 14 year old or a four year old or whatever. And, you know, mine are, are constant. Like tonight was crazy. I got a note that my stepson like crossed out love, no love for me. Cause I took his iPod from him and he went to, <laughs> <I knew that. laughs> you know, so I'm like, these, and I'm like laughing and I'm like, okay, I have to parent through this. And I'm like, I don't know how to do it. Like, cause I, it's not the end of the world, but we still have to parent through it. So yeah, it's, I think normalizing the role as a stepmom to just recognize that we're just parents too is kind of what it's all about. You really are because I don't think it matters if you're a stepmom or bio mom, really those situations, like, especially with my oldest, we're all of us, like we're navigating this for the first time too. We're all it's blind. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, you know, you know what I mean? Like how you're like, what do I do in this situation? I don't know what this is throwing at me. Like even when they are your biological kids, like it's the same thing. I'm just like, uh, okay. I, I don't know. This I got is nothing. new. Yeah. What's yeah. happening? What's the protocol on this? Like, what advice am I supposed to give? Wow. Yeah. I always say my oldest is like my guinea pig. So that like trial and error so that with the rest of them, I can be like, okay, that didn't work with her. I'm not going to do that with you. By the fourth one, I'm finally like, you know, getting it right a little bit. Right. Except for the fact that they're all different. And you're like, man, didn't you all come with like a different manual? Like you're all like a different yeah. piece of furniture. Like oh, that's why by the last kid, you just don't care anymore. Yeah. I think that's it. I think you're right. Yeah, they're eating off the floor. It's just like, whatever. I mean, nothing matters anymore. So Heather, tell um, people out there where they can find you. What is your Instagram or Facebook? What is your, what is your blog, blog called? Yeah. So you can follow me on Instagram. That's kind of where everything's happening day to day. You get the updated stories of the shenanigans that's happening in my life, uh, the days on as parenting and days off as parenting. So that's um, Wicked Stepmom. And then my blog is wickedstepmom.com where you can submit your stories and read along for a much larger, larger in-depth um, timeline of events that are happening throughout our life and just kind of normalize your own situation if you are a stepmom and maybe bring some light to our role, even if it's a bio mom or other moms. Um, and then I also just started a new Facebook group. I have a, a Facebook page as well for Wicked Stepmom, but I started a group where I hopefully can become something a little bit more lighter where we're posting day-to-day -day funny things happening that doesn't necessarily need to be a big long story. Um, and again, it's wicked.stepmom. Nice. Love it. Yeah. Honestly, we feel like we're like your lifelong computer friend now. I mean, really, I know, seriously, we're too far so apart. Close. We're it's all too far now. I know <laughs> you're just so cool. And we've enjoyed this combo with you so much, girl. Like you really, especially me being a stepmom too, you make me feel really normal. Like, thank you for that. Yeah. I love seeing the other side. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for having me. I know, you know what? It's a long time coming, but we are finally able to connect and it's been a blast. I know. So you guys, um, go check out Heather wicked Stepmom. She's incredible. 
And so uh, great. So real. Yeah. So real. We're all about keeping it real here. That's right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Heather. Until next yeah. time, guys.